0: Hunting, fishing, and all things outdoors—it's not just a hobby; it's a lifestyle. Welcome to the Green Top Outdoors Podcast with your host, Hunter Brooks.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Green Top Outdoors Podcast. Uh, I am joined today by uh, Jut Updike, but it's Justin Updike, correct? Yes, sir. And you just go by Jut. Yep. And how you how'd you get that nickname? Some some uncle start calling you that when you are a kid or something. Close,
0: uh, grandfather. Grandfather. So he had a dairy farm. So he milked around sixty head. So okay. everybody got a nickname, including the, the kids. <laughs> my my aunt was Bugs.
1: Another aunt was Beezer. Yeah, yeah. It's some crazy nicknames that uh, that you end up with when you're a kid and all that. Uh, that stuck because it's a good it's a good name. I like it. <laughs> nice. um, so we're gonna talk a little bit about. What you're, do, what you're about to embark upon this fall, a uh, big, big project you're working on. Uh, it's got to do with drones and it's got to do with deer retrieval, which is uh, pretty cool. Uh, we're going to get to that in a little bit. But uh, first, let's talk a little bit about uh, how you've gotten to this point and kind of a little bit of your background because you've done a lot of, well, you hunt. You love the outdoors, but you've done a lot of um, filming and, produ- and film production in, in the hunting uh, entertainment industry, correct? Yes, sir. So how'd you get into that? Oh, man. Uh, grew up in upstate New York. Um, so
0: I was a 2006 graduate from uh, Corning Painted Post West High School, um, if anybody knows where that is. But that was that era where you just had the outdoor channel coming out really good. Um, but before that was like the annual VHS than DVD right, mm-hmm. Monster Bugs, yeah, Monster Bus. Primos, yeah. yep, um, Drury's, and I just was ate up with it. I'm like, man, I, I got to see all those for myself one day. And I ultimately made the goal. Um, I started calling Outfitters out in Kansas. I picked Kansas um, as kind of a spot that I really wanted to see. It's a good
1: place to choose, yeah,
0: yeah. And um, lo and behold, an Outfitter felt must have felt bad enough for me that he uh, <laughs> he was like, hey, yeah, I'll take you. So then the search was on because I I had to satisfy my parents, too. like, you need to get a degree. I'm like, okay. So I was the only out-of-state student at this community college in the middle of nowhere, Kansas. Pratt Community College is actually the name. So here I am, 18, um, first cell phone, you know, and boom, 1,300 miles, you know, out to south-central Kansas. And uh, scared to death. But was like, man, this is this is what I want to do. This is what I want to see.
1: And, oh, my gosh, man. So you were going to school full-time and then filming and stuff on well, the part The filming didn't the even, filming start, didn't even yet. start yet.
0: I was just a guide. You were just guide? Okay, yeah, you were a guide. Yeah, but I, I, was, okay. I was very active in it. Like, I shot tons of archery tournaments uh local and state level okay um competed in turkey calling competitions um even worked for a very large well-known turkey man call manufacturer um I-, I was always doing something okay. that was hunting i didn't okay. go to parties i didn't go to dances because i had to get up early right i'm duck
1: hunting deer hunting turkey hunting something hunting so y'all so the the type of guiding you were doing it, it was it was pretty vast i mean it was duck, hunt, duck hunting because yeah, in kansas I, w- I mean you know kansas duck hunting is a lot of people change. don't realize it but it's it's, it's awesome man it's yeah, great
0: it's the central flyway yeah. i mean um and right right down the road from that uh college you know i'd made fast friends with some people sure yeah and uh there was a, a, a piece of public walk-in you could shoot your limit go to mcdonald's clean your ducks and
1: still be at your 8 a.m. class on time you can clean your ducks at McDonald's is, is is that what people do in Kansas or certain things don't need to be repeated <laughs> okay <laughs> that's pretty cool all right so so you're you're going to school you're guiding hunts uh what, what happens next
0: all right so really quick once we got into the thick of the rut I realized I love this I mean I'm having a blast I'm on 40,000 acres and really I was more focused on deer and turkey guiding mm-hmm. um So, if anybody's familiar with Jesse and Ginger Moorhead, um, very, very active in the archery world. I think Jesse's a 13-time world champion. Ginger's a nine-time. These were some people that I really looked up to. And they, as far as I could tell across the board from every article, everything, they were just genuinely awesome people, Mm -hmm. very God-fearing people, good people. I'm in this no-stop light town, pumping gas, and who's on the other side of the pump? Jesse Moorhead with Ginger in the passenger seat. And I'm like... I got to introduce myself. I'm going I'm to go nuts if I don't, you know, speak to him. Right. And so I balled up the courage. And if anybody knows Jesse Moorhead, this is, you You, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, what's up, man? want to get some ice cream? <laughs> yeah. You know, not even an ice cream fan. I'll do anything at this point. Pick right. up sticks, you know, push a rock, whatever you want to do. Right. <laughs> so lo and behold, in this little county of like 800 people, they had just bought a town or a house in this town. And I'm like... You know, we walk through the front door, and I'm looking at all these mounts, and I'm like, oh, I remember when you killed that one at Tamarack. I remember when you killed that one in Iowa sitting on a bucket. Jesse's looking at me like, oh, my gosh, Ginger's got, like, a concerned look. (laughs) Like, is this guy stalking us? Like, what's going on? (laughs) But like I said, you had the outlet, the Muzzy Bad to the Bone DVDs. They were the face of it pretty much, you know. So they have, um, at the time, Muzzy – was their pretty much title sponsor of everything they were doing. They actually had a muzzy RV that Michelle had put them in, mm. and so they were traveling, shooting archery tournaments and hunting out of this RV. It was the coolest thing. Yeah. And so it was it was a friendship, you know. So I'm trying to balance out like how do I go to school? How do I guide? Really interested in what they're doing and hadn't filmed before, you know, by any stretch. So about a year goes by, um, I decided I can come back to college. I want to hit the gas pedal and I want to see what this hunting can do. Right, you know, and um, what a blast! I mean, I was like and I what, said. So,
1: what year is this? You think this, this is oh seven? Okay, so oh uh, six fall. Um, so the hunting, the hunting in- industry is is full blast. Oh, it's booming. And, you know, yeah, yeah it's, I mean, because it, you, you know, how it picked up in the nineties with the uh, but. You know, mid two thousands, it was it was full on, full blast, and, and uh, there, there was it was almost, I'd say, I guess, getting crowded. There was a lot of entertainers out there. It's a lot of stuff going on. YouTube is obviously getting bigger and bigger. There's a lot of stuff on YouTube. Um, so, you know, you saw an opportunity to get into this and get it, get get it while the getting was good, right? Absolutely. I mean, you're still filming on tape during this time, right? You know, so there was actually a lot to it.
0: So that was 2006. I met them. I'm guiding. 2007 spring, phenomenal uh, guiding out there. Um, Kid in a candy shop, man. Um, 2007 fall, the craziest thing on the planet happened. I'm laying on my trampoline in my backyard, just staring at the sky. Phone rings. Ginger Moorhead. Can you go see if these pants are hanging on the clothesline? Because I definitely forgot them, and I need you to bring them to me. (laughs) absolutely you know so run down there of course they were there run them down the road they were hunting just 20 minutes south of town and everything and um that kind of rekindled the relationship well here we are november fifteenth, 2007 i'll never forget a day of my life phone rings it's ginger hey what are you doing oh just getting ready to you know figure out what i'm gonna do with my hunters you know is there any chance you could guy uh film tonight i'm like You know, peak of the rut. Like there's a lot going on here, yeah. And, and I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah. She was like, come by the house, pick some couple things up. Jesse's coming from Illinois. They got a picture of a giant on the farm, which was in Larned, Kansas. You know, you'll be fine. Okay so we're up there meet Jesse okay I'll fast forward we're sitting in the tree and this guy hands me a camera that's literally got more buttons than a laptop right okay and I'm like whoa (laughs) very technical no tree arm nothing just one ladder stand slightly taller than the other and uh, I'm like what is happening how much tape is left like I'm trying to go through everything I don't know this is all foreign
1: so they yeah. give you a crash course on how to use oh, it. Oh no, no no no! That's not how it works. They just sit here. Yeah, just, we just do it. Just film here. Okay. Here's, here's a Rubik's cube you've never seen before. <laughs>
0: Solve it. <laughs> hmm. So, so we're sitting we're sitting in the stand, and this is bizarre to me because I'm a guide, but I'm not killing. So either there's the young want to in it, but I haven't done it yet. Right. And and I'm I'm salivating um, to shoot even a 130. Right. You know what I mean? That would be bigger yeah. than anything I ever saw in New York State. Sure. So we're sitting there, and I look up, and here comes this, like, 137-inch 10-point. And you'll find out why I know he was 137. He comes walking in, 300-pound deer, just an absolute giant. And I'm like, shooter, shooter, shooter. And Jesse kind of gave me a look like, no. Nah, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, you know. And uh, look out in the field. About a half hour later, here's a single doe walking across the beans and a giant behind her. And I'm I'm dying at this point. I mean, I'm shaking. The little pins in the ladder are, like, making sound. Jesse's seen how tore up I was. He, he just was like, well, I guess it don't matter. It's not going to get on film. Right. I'm shaking. I mean, I'm vibrating in this tree. Deer comes in. Jesse gets it. And... I'm petrified at how bad I shook, but I calmed down just enough to like get the deer. It's all nice and fluid. He's making a scrape and turns broadside. Great shot, you know, the whole nine yards. And they were, we're they're watching the footage back and I'm like, they're never gonna ask me to do this again. I mean, this was terrible. And they were like, What do you think about filming for us full time? Really? I was like, You really think that's worth that you know right they were like you love it and that's all we know That's all we need to know that's all that matters i guess that's that's awesome yeah that was incredible so how so how big was the deer 171 and some change first deer ever filmed wow i know it was the craziest thing i mean Mm. what a dream come true they
1: shoot with a bow oh yeah yes sir
0: yep they were very big with matthews um you know so that was like all the boxes of why I wanted to go to Kansas just got checked, even yeah. the ones I didn't even think about, you know? And I'm like... Just the experiences alone. I mean, that was a great
1: experience. You oh, know?
0: mentally, I was in orbit. Yeah. I was like, like, what's next? You know? And um, so, phone rings about two days later. I'm still guiding, but Jesse calls and is like, all right, we're going to Texas. We're going we're gonna to go down there. He shoots like 140 inch eight point. I mean, it's not stopping. Right. We get back. He's like, don't you have a tag? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, why don't we go get that other buck? And so he films me. So you're talking in a span of two weeks, I not only started filming hunts, but also got filmed taking my first Pope and Young. That's pretty. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I said, it was a different time of media management. All the boxes, you actually had to do what was called logging tape, which is where you started at the top and basically on your own with a notebook and you wrote down at two minutes, 10 seconds, Jesse steps over log at three minutes two do show up. So you got to like write all this out, fold that up really neat, goes in the cassette box. And then all these tapes just got mailed off to somewhere in Florida
1: to, and they were the editing and all that. And editing, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay.
0: So two, three years of that. And uh 2010 rolls around and I'm like, you know, I think I'd like to edit. I think I could do this. Yeah. So Ginger helped me digitize. She bought a deck, digitize all of it so I could store it on hard drives. It still got sent off. And, um, th- you know, that year I kind of mocked the edit and learned through it, following the Moorhead traditional way, just figured it out. Right. And by 2011, I produced the show. Nice. Yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty awesome.
1: That's pretty cool that uh, it, it, you know, it, it, i guess it accelerated pretty quick for you just pulling those pants off that clothesline exactly (laughs) yeah i mean mean, it it was it was it was bizarre
0: to say the least because here's a kid just with a uh, wide eyes you know like i just loved it yeah like i want to do it this is this is looks so cool um to living in it is absolutely incredible i mean i i meet young people all the time that want to just get into it yeah but you know i've heard multiple guys uh Especially well, good hunters just yeah. say you
1: don't go into it; you grow into it. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I mean, and you know, it's so easier for people to get into something like that these days with with you know with the cell phone, you know, with with some with it's and to edit their own stuff. A thousand percent on an iPhone. I mean, you know, anybody that wants to get into the business, it's almost it's more difficult now than it probably ever has to do it because there's so many people trying to do it. But I mean, there's so much great content out there. Whether it's YouTube or uh, what's the new one um, Rumble or whatever. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah. Still have Vimeo. Uh, yeah. I mean,
1: there's there's
0: yeah there's a thousand outlets. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I mean. Yeah. You can get you can make one viral video and be a celebrity tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Exactly. You know what it's, I mean? It's, it's crazy. Yeah it's, yeah.
0: it's it's that's that's monopoly. That's Yahtzee. I mean, that, you got to get lucky on it, and it, it's got to all all work out. I yeah. Mean, But yeah, I mean, 2011, the year I produced the show, it's also worth mentioning. That was the first year that digital was SD cards. Right. So we're going down the road and I'm like, what if we put short videos out? I won't show the kill. I won't really show how it ended, but like we'd have something that we could be putting out on Facebook. And they were like, well, never thought about that. So I'm in the passenger seat state to state doing little one, two minute videos you know, just to have something to put out. And that's kind of where I realized the writing on the wall, um, that I needed to be efficient. I need to be professional, but I, and I need to be efficient, but I needed to be speedy. Yeah. And so that all comes into fruition because at the end of 2011, they announced their retirement and I'm like, wow. no, now, no what? Do now, now, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, they were really, again, tremendous people, you know, they took the time to introduce me to you just had him on the show, David Blanton. Yeah. Jesse flew me down. They paid for it. They took me to Columbus, Georgia. I walked into Real Tree's office, talked with Bill Jordan. He hands me a business card, and on the back was the code to get into Tree Farms. Nice. So <laughs> he's still helping me meet these people. Bill Jordan, actually, fun fact, was a pen pal in high school. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, that's pretty cool. I would cool. write to him, and he'd write back, so it was really <laughs> cool. So, yeah, Waddell met all those guys, um, which Steve Finch, producer, bone collector. Yeah. Um, kind of took me under a little bit taught me some things with the camera different things um that's one thing i'll say about the hunting industry at least the old hunting industry everybody wanted the industry to succeed it was never about themselves
1: yeah right well you know and there's there's so many players in in, in, in a lot of the the content and everything that's made out there like you're you're a behind the scenes guy you, you don't you didn't get to be seen on camera a lot but you yeah. did a lot of the work to make all that magic happen you know what i mean yep. and uh you know uh i think i talked with uh dave poteet you know if you know dave yep. inside, inside outdoors. outdoors um you know he he was he was telling me about you know how he used to just be that guy and then he kind of grew into being the guy on camera you know which uh I, you know inside outdoors tv has always been a, it's always a great show yep. too great you know? show. It's been, it's running a pretty long time now but mm-hmm. um
0: yeah and i never really wanted that um I didn't want to necessarily be on camera because that was a choice. They were like, you know, we'll stay on one more year. Jesse said he would, you mm-hmm. know, because they had a little boy at the time, Jake. Yep. I think Jake might have been like eight or nine. Now he's jumping out of planes and he's a uh, army ranger. I mean, it's like time <laughs> Crazy. flies. Right? Time you flies. Yeah. But, um, you know, I never really wanted that. So I said, what if you just introduced me to the contacts? I'd like to make content directly for the manufacturer. Like I want to make real trees videos at Greentop. I want to travel and I want to go to, you know, fin, feather and fur, you know, I want to make, I want to make films like that. So I started also dabbling in other industries, CNC, uh, automotive, um, different things, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, And, you know, I I mean, to, to, to explain how different I was doing things, I was going anywhere and trying
1: anything. Right.
0: And that's how I ended up in Virginia.
1: Well, I mean, it's what you do. It kind of falls under marketing, advertising, uh, which is kind of what you do now. But yeah. I mean, you know, it's a it's a pretty broad uh, job, to be honest. You know, I yeah. mean, there's a lot of uh, opportunities. Yeah.
0: And, and, and I think it's worth saying, like, you know, being the guide at 18, 19, um, you're learning a lot. It's on the job training, mm-hmm. but Kansas was like an, I'd say it's like more of an open book. If you have time, most people only experience Kansas for a five day hunt Yeah, from the East.
1: anyway. Well, I know a couple guys went out there to do the same thing and they're, they're still there. Yeah. You know, they, they haven't left well, yet. When you get bit, yeah. you get bit. Right. I mean, trust me, I love it. I, I never expected to settle
0: down on the East coast. Um, but yeah, so I, um. At the time, it was Raghorn Media Group is the name of the company um, that I had started. And I was down in Virginia um, doing a project, and I met my wife, Madison. Um, and as that went on, you know, meeting other business owners, it's like, hey, I'd like to get something short made. Yeah. You know, I'd like to. So my my timing kept increasing. I'm, I'm here, I'm here. Okay, now it's first apartment. Madison and I, you know, moved it in together. And, uh, you know, it's just been such a wild ride, you know, but meeting people like Chip, You know, social media, as much as it's an, I don't want to say annoying, frustrating because of what you just mentioned. It's like anybody (laughs) can do it. It seems like, right. Yeah, It also opened doors up for people to see my, my efforts and see what I'm really trying to accomplish, you know? And it wasn't always like kill the most stuff. It it wasn't that good for
1: networking connections. All Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was, it was like, I want to build tasteful things of stories that are worth being told. Yeah. That's kind of my punchline. Yeah. You know, and anything professional, anything that you can do like quality, you know, uh, sharp audio, the clearest picture you can get, you know, that's
1: what I'm trying to achieve. Well, you know, advertising nowadays is it's so visual. Everything. I mean, you know, everything you need to do in your life is on that that phone that you carry around with you every day. And people are just glued to it. Yeah. For for all, obvious reasons, you know, I mean, people making videos and making content that you just can't stop scrolling. You yeah,
0: know? and yeah, and it's like, who, who are my closest friends? They're other developers. They're right. other content. Sure, developers. because yeah. we're, we spend so much time on the phone um, arguing or, or fussing about. Man, did you hear that bass drop? Did you hear how I put the horse running and the dog running to the to the goose? <laughs> And then, and then it's like it's a shame everyone's gonna watch this on a phone. Yeah, <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like <laughs> we want everybody to have like a Bose sound system wrapped around them so they can hear yeah. that shoo, left or right. And yeah,
1: because it's, it's a lot of work involved in, in, in doing this stuff. Like, well, that. well, you're
0: proud but, of if you're proud of your work, yeah, you know, you're not gonna half do it. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. you know, so you're like putting all this in, and like I said, it used to. The phones even come a long ways. There's left and right channels, in all these new phones. You know, yeah. so. Yeah, it's, it's been such a cool thing. Um, so about 2018, Madison and I decided we were ready to buy a house, settle down, and we you know we wanted to have a family. And at the time, I had a daughter, Riley. Um, she lives in upstate New York, comes down summertime. What a great place to have a kid come down. You got bush Gardens. You got everything here, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, how do we do this? She owns her own business. She owns a hair salon in Williamsburg. You know, how do we do this? And um, so I actually put a pause on the dream and took a job in outside sales okay um a lot of people might not know that but you know i did that for like three years and i was september of last year i'm like
1: i gotta get back
0: like it's killing me i mean i'm sitting on the sidelines and when you've gone from being a guide and doing for others and then making people happy making films it's almost like a sense of like feeling like i almost lost my purpose
1: yeah because
0: i've done it my entire adult life yeah, you know and here I am now, you know, trying to manage projects and the stress of manpower and doing all this other stuff. I'm like, man, I feel like I wasn't geared for this, you know. So, September 1st, I I well, I worked on it a long time and I was always making videos. Like it just wasn't full time. But September of uh this past year, man, um I was proud to announce it captured media. I, you know, because Raghorn Media Group was always so focused on hunting mm-hmm. that I in that three years, I ran into people who were like, "Well, I didn't think you'd do uh this brand video about my my shop in downtown Williamsburg. Yeah. It seemed like you just wanted to do hunting. like I missed out on a lot of weddings, I missed uh, out on a lot yeah. of stuff, I that I was like, say
1: you could do anything from a wedding to a anything you know a video for an advertising video for a company you know yeah, exactly uh, yeah,
0: so you know so I spent the summer realigning this. And I'm like, what did I learn? What did I like? What it, what didn't I like was most important because I didn't want to focus on things that had overexpansion of my time with um, no return because we, we quickly found out we uh, are expecting child number four. So <laughs> changes <laughs> like, things. Yeah. yeah, this has got to work. So <laughs> anybody got any ideas? <laughs> so so uh, one thing that I started seeing is uh, I'm, uh, YouTube is my channel. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's where I see things, look things up. Uh, I entertain myself at night, but one of the things that came up was drone deer recovery. I see this video and I'm like, "What's going on with this?" Yeah, the, this is the future. Well, it's April first all the time <laughs> yeah, on right. the internet, yeah. so you don't ever know what's like what's legit. Yeah, and I saw it happening, and I was like, "That's incredible." Yeah, what a way for me to still be involved in hunting, but also I need a drone for my business.
1: Yeah, because you, I mean, because it's it's an edge to have a. And not not just any drone, but a yep. legit drone that
0: Yeah, and you saw Jarvis. Yeah. You know, that
1: so Jarvis yeah, is pretty sweet. Yeah.
0: Making a making a purchase like that's not something that you want to do with a baby on the way. Um and in a very <laughs> uncertain world. <laughs> right. But I'm looking at it and I'm like, Yeah, this thing can take
1: pictures too, you know? Yeah. Like I could use it. So But the big thing is is what? It's it's thermal. thermal. It's and that's how that's how you can recover not just deer. I mean we'll get into other things you can you can find with that, but uh, you were talking about last time we we spoke that uh, how how kind of mesmerized you were with like wow I, I can't believe this is actually this is actually happening and then and, and you met a guy that uh, was doing it out west somewhere or yeah, it, uh,
0: m- m- uh, yeah mike yoder um he owns drone deer recovery okay. up in central ohio um, and i literally was watching every video he put out and i i couldn't get over it and i'm like you know, I was gonna spend like four or five thousand. I thought, like, on a drone to get video and and to be able to check all my boxes and take care of yeah. the clients that I had, the future clients. You know, but now I'm like, man, what if I don't buy it? What if I buy this drone, which is significantly more expensive, yep. but the capabilities there? Yeah. And then you know, thinking back, that's how I've done everything my whole life. You know, not 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 intentionally going to debt. Right. use the best gear you can get yeah and and see where it takes you
1: so the whole the whole theme of this would be uh obviously to recover um a deer yes. that someone has has killed yes. that is being it's very difficult to find yep with this uh you just you just just take it up in the air and you can usually locate something in not, not just minutes, but seconds, sometimes in
0: seconds. I think I shared that video with you yeah. for 42 seconds. I took off the other day and, and, and found the deer. deer. Yeah. Yeah. So, so through thermal and again, you, there is a learning curve and sure. I, I don't think I'll ever have it perfected. They'll have 18 different models of it out but by the time right. I get there. But mm. in thermal, you're searching like you would hunt like, okay, so you shot the deer where Oh, I was over here. Which way did it go? And where do you think you hit it? These are all the, still the same things. It's not like oh, there's 500 acres out there. There's a there's a deer. Have a good day. Yeah. Find it for me. You right. know. Like you need some general ideas in area.
1: Sure. Well, but, you want to be sure that it's that it's deceased, correct? Yeah. Ideally, because you can't actually you can't actually hunt with the drone. Is that correct? Correct. So the way Virginia law speaks
0: is you can't use the drone to hunt scout take, right? Like right? You can't take a deer um, by use of the drone. Right. So in other words, if you called me today and you're like, I hit, I hit one this morning um, and I'm like, hey, dude, it's great searching conditions. I'm on my way, Hunter. Like, right. I'll be there in 30 minutes. If I go and I fly and whatever, like even if we found the deer deceased, but what if we found it alive? The way the rule states, you can't hunt the property until the following day, which I totally agree with. Sure. You know, I mean. But you can tell. If it's alive or not, right? Well, that the zoom lens I have, yeah. we can we can look at the we can look at stickers off of his
1: bases at 400 feet. So you can tell if he's moving, if he's can, breathing, oh, 100%. all that. That's amazing. What's yeah, because that that camera's no joke. Because when you you put it up in front of the store, and we were reading the front signs on the front door of the Home Depot, which is
0: well, the H actually was bigger than I could. I mean bigger than the frame right I mean it's that tight yeah, yeah. It, it, the the technology built into this drone is unlike anything I'd ever seen
1: it's it was amazing yeah. so it's
0: like civilians can have this yeah
1: you I mean are you sure you can have this is it legal <laughs> yeah, don't just don't tell anybody
0: right <laughs> no but you know there was a whole there was a whole trail here again like people that get into anything I, I said this is almost like buying a boat because I'm like oh I'm gonna get my license I want to be legal to fly day or night right. you know if you're gonna have a business attached to a drone you need to have a license well what is the is the best time to find them at nighttime nighttime overcast or rainy okay because you get that thermal difference yeah so imagine a deer's walking around at a 98.6 temp like you and me Yep. if the sun's shining and it's a day like today it's gonna be tough yeah but as soon as that sun goes down and i'm testing that big time right now you know like all right you know Where's the best time? Because it's not about the flight time. I have a bunch of batteries. I can fly for 40 minutes. You know, come down, hot swap. You know, the drone never powers off. I can already see where I searched the maps. Everything that's built into this is very driven towards search and rescue. Mm-hmm. This drone was built for search and rescue.
1: Yeah, which we'll we'll get into in a minute. You yeah. Because uh, y- you can still use that for, for for that reasons too. Looking for actually missing people too. Yeah, missing but, pets, missing people. Right. Yeah. So.
0: But, this, you probably want me to talk about the spotlight feature too. Yeah, yeah. So like imagine during the day you're flying on IR. Okay, and then you can pre-zoom that zoom lens, hit one button, bleep, there he is. Is he alive? Is he eating? Is he what's he doing? You know? Right. No, that would change significantly at night because you're you're flying at night. Okay, but you're also able to see structure and everything. It's not like you're flying blind. You know what I mean? Like, I can see trees. I can see structure. I can see what's going on in the ground through thermal. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, there's the deer I think it is. Well, there's an additional piece that I purchased for the drone that goes on top with not only a loudspeaker megaphone, um, but a light that syncs to the zoom lens. So with the press of a button, anything that zoom lens is looking at, boom, now there's a spotlight.
1: It lights it up. Yes, sir. Wow. That's amazing. Jarvis talks. Yeah. Oh, Jarvis talks. Yeah, Jarvis talks. That's yep. it's, it's, it's cool. Um, the other thing, so apart from deer recovery, uh, people recovery. Yeah, you know, it, this is uh, obviously there's a lot of uh, police departments, SWAT teams, um, search and rescue, whatever. I'm sure that they have technology or capability like this, but there are counties that maybe don't.
0: Yeah, and, and that's th- especially the more rural. That right. you're in. Sure. You know, like Richmond has a very strong drone pr- program, you yep. know, um, Henrico County. Um, and then just the same thing to further down the peninsula, like York's got like a, a dedicated like truck and trailer, you know, and the drone operators come. Yep. But I'm starting to spread my wings a little bit. It's a little too early to talk too deep into it. But there's a lot of attention on the fact of like, hey, would you be willing to work with our EMS and fire? Um, would you be willing to work with SWAT? Would you be willing to work with our police department? And I'm thinking, like, can can this happen as a civilian? You know? Right. And they're like, absolutely. I mean, you're licensed, you're insured, you've already got the drone. Yeah. You know, like that's stuff that we we can't stop what we're doing with the manpower we have to say, hey, you go go become a subject matter expert in this.
1: Well, in you know, a lot of the like in a police department that has a drone, uh, you know, they don't get to spend days on end practicing with those things and, and it could be frustrating trying to even just get one to work if you haven't been you know using it a lot where someone like you use it all the time you could hopefully go in and find somebody yeah. you know if like a four year old goes missing or something like that in the woods obviously they're going to they want to use as many resources as that's available to them to, to, to locate that person or that child so why, why not you know what I mean yeah like percent. you could do it a lot quicker um, but the other, the other cool thing you told me that you do is you can map people's property. Correct. So using the video on the drone. Yeah. So it's actually a photo method,
0: a photo method, but there's yeah. software now that's out for these drones. Um, you know, I think anybody listening to this podcast that hunts is very familiar with Onyx. Mm-hmm. and as, as useful as it is, it can be very frustrating because sure. sometimes the maps aren't updated for two, three years. You know, mm-hmm. you, you show up and there's houses there now. It's like, well, that, that's not going to work. Right. You know, so th- this will allow me, I can build your, uh, I can map your property into a 3D model to where you could literally use it to measure with plus or minus one centimeter accuracy. That's amazing. So any surveyors listening out there? Yeah. Well, me the real
1: estate, real estate guys too. I mean, if you're trying to sell a big piece of property, yep. uh, obviously a, a mapped, a 3D map of your property is going to, is going to help maybe sell that too. I mean, but if you're, if you're a farmer or if you're, if you want to lease your property, uh, if you, if you lease a big piece that you hunt and if it's a big group of you, I mean, obviously you can, there's a lot of information to be gained. Oh, hundred percent. You can see all the topo. I mean,
0: it's a 3d model. You can literally spin it around on your computer screen and, and look at it. That's you can pretty even cool. measure 20 feet up a tree and turn around and see that's what it's going to look like. It's yeah. like playing Sims yeah. back in the day, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. So like the, another big useful thing, um, back associated to the deer hunting side of things is deer analysis deer herd analysis mm-hmm. or deer appraisal however people verbal you know use it say it different but so someone's going to list this property or someone's in the market to buy a piece of property i can go fly the drone outside of hunting season and give you a deer takeoff hey on this 210 acres hunter i found 67 deer if it's the right time of year january february early march and right. the thermals are right hey hunter out of the 67 deer i found 22 of them are bucks looks pretty game rich man right if you buy it, let me know. i right. am happy to
1: find your deer for you. Yeah. You know, it's the three to one ratio is looking good there. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that's going, being able to do that off season is, 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 is worth it in itself, you know? Oh, absolutely. Um, not to mention preseason before bow season comes in. If you want to get a, a an outlook on what your property looks like, that's always available too. correct. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. And, and that's, there's a lot of growing interest with this, you know, um, This is the tough part is waiting, right? You know what I mean? Because I got my license. I got all my certifications. Um, I'm continuing to learn. I went to that 3d modeling class. Um, I've gone, uh, I've got other stuff I want to do. I want to become certified in thermal so I can actually perform uh, equipment inspections under a degree. Um, But what I've done, I'm already doing it. People are having me fly like strip malls. They own the building. They live out of state i'm going through and actually showing the parking lot what what's what conditions the parking lot in yeah what are the people hanging on out on the front of their businesses you know so it's kind of like an it's, it it's a drone but it's such an advanced drone i'm not even scratching the surface on the capabilities oh, sure. but being an editor uh you know back to captured media yeah it made the most sense because you know what's drone footage if you can remember to hit record if you don't have anything to do with it right yeah and that's exactly. that's why it, this all makes sense in this journey is. T- really just taking off but it's such a blast all right i mean i miss this so much i can't even describe it to you
1: yeah well i mean you're uh you're definitely excited about this i can tell man it's uh you know, i think i think you're gonna be a busy man this fall i think sure. so too um but go back on the deer retrieval um is there uh is there a website or anything that you got uh coming up on that or facebook y- or
0: yes i'll have more released uh through the summer Okay, um, but as of right now judd up uh excuse me Judd Updike on Facebook, um, or people can give me a call 757 705 seven five seven seven zero five two six nine nine, or simply search uh, "Captured Media Virginia." Captured Media New Cat, Um, My Google page comes up. All my information, phone number, email. Okay. Everything.
1: Excellent. Well, cool, man. Thanks for uh, thank you for coming on uh, the show today and talking about this because you know when you were on uh, when you were up here what two weeks ago? Yes, sir. Man, when we talked about this, I said, Man, this is this, we're we're definitely getting into the future, man. This is uh this is so cool. And and then when you did the demo outside with the uh with the drone with Jarvis. Yeah. Uh that was uh that was pretty cool. It was pretty wild. Jarvis is uh becoming
0: very popular. Maybe more popular than I, I anticipated, <laughs> right? Like I said, the phone's ringing, so I'm very, very excited and It's good. It's. it's, I can't wait for deer season. I don't. I don't want to wish time away. But I'm. I am. Well,
1: you know, you gotta. I don't know how you're gonna have time to deer hunt this year,
0: especially if you got another one on the way. I canceled my Iowa. I I finally was sitting on four points for Iowa, and I'm like, man, I can't go. (laughs) I'm just gonna take a year of nothing out of state, which is hard enough. My wife's concerned for my mental health on that because I go every year somewhere. Yeah, but. You know, I, hey, I, I'm excited. I want to see this through. I'm very excited to see, and um, you know, I'm just excited to be able to add to the resource I love so much. You yeah. know, because a, a child's first deer.
1: Yeah. Obviously. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, I,
0: I would, I would be devastated if my little boy shot a deer and I can't find it.
1: Well, yes. Think about how many wall hangers were, were lost. <laughs> oh and, gosh. And how many times you hear from people uh, that, you know, especially bow season, bow season's tough that, you know, you just, you can't get over to somebody's property because one, you don't want to trespass or two, you know, it you just, you just can't do it. Uh, you know, th- now here's a, here's a way possible of, of locating that deer and, uh, and retrieving it. Yeah. A thousand percent. And much like hunting,
0: there's different levels. There's guys that are really serious. There's guys that do it, you know, it's a pastime. I'll do yep. it in the weekend. You know, if I can get out, you know, there's levels to it. Like your more advanced folks are having conversations with me, like I treat my property so delicate. I'm not tracking a deer again. Right. I want to know exactly where it's located, so I can get the wind in my favor and go in and strategically remove this deer. So I'm not bumping anything. I'm trying to trophy manage my property. I'm like, right. again, didn't think that way. Yeah. I just was like, I can help find deer now. That's right. You know, and th- and then there's the other side of uh, I have limited time to hunt, or I. I've got a, a land, you know, in this area, and I. But I work and live three, four, five hours away. I need to get back to work. Is the deer dead? Can I go get it? I don't want to bump it, right? Or do I need to call off tomorrow? Exactly. You know, so there's a, a million different, uh, you know, aspects to it that you know it's just so cool like i said they just keep popping up different yeah different ways
1: yeah i'm sure there'll be many more too <laughs> yeah oh yeah we're not even
0: scratching the surface that's
1: right so well, Judd, thanks for being here today uh thanks for being on the show uh you got you got a really cool thing going uh captured media check them check them out and uh find them online and uh we'll have you back on again uh before bow season that'd be awesome yeah. thank you hunter i yeah, appreciate man. you guys having me thanks a lot
0: thanks for listening to the green top outdoors podcast Hunting, fishing, and all things outdoors, it's not just a hobby, it's a lifestyle. Like and subscribe to the Greentop Outdoors podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and learn more about Greentop at greentophuntfish.com.